Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the second episode of Casey Van Etten Sports Talk Podcast. I am your host, Casey Van Etten. This podcast is a huge opportunity for me to meet with athletes, coaches, and others that work in the sports world. You can support me and this podcast at anchor.fm forward slash Casey dash Van dash E-T-T-E-N with the number two. You can also support with a like on Facebook at Casey Van Etten Sports Talk Podcast and follow me on Twitter at Van Etten underscore Casey. This week I had the opportunity to speak with Los Angeles Clippers Team Operations Coordinator Gus Garza. Gus is from San Ysidro, Texas and has worked with UTRGB Men's Basketball, Rio Grande Valley Vipers, the Agua Caliente Clippers, and now the Los Angeles Clippers. Here's the time I had with Gus and more on what he has been doing. Before I start asking some questions, tell us more about yourself, where you come from, more about your time at UTRGB with the Vipers, Agua Caliente, and the Clippers. Right. So I am from a small town called San Isidro in the Rio Grande Valley. Um, I went to school, started obviously with UTPA. I did um, a year there as a student manager. And then the following year, I changed to UTRGV. And I did a year there as a graduate manager with the men's basketball team. So I did two years total there um, under Dan Hipsher and, and, and the rest of his staff. And then I did one year with um, Rio Grande Valley Vipers uh, in 2016, 2017 with uh, Matt Brazzi. And then I got hired to be the equipment manager at Agua Caliente Clippers this 2017, 2018 season. I did that for a year and then I got promoted to the to the main team, to the LA Clippers, um, 2018-2019 season, and I've been up with them since. I want to talk about you coming from the small town of San Isidro, uh-huh. Texas, to the big city of Los Angeles. Right. Was it overwhelming at first, or what kind of emotions did you feel when you made that transition? Um, you know, I I come from, you know, back to this small town, this is all like ranch, rural area, but I kind of like the city type, you know, um, even though, you know, I guess because I never really had too much of the city type back home, you know, so um, I'm an outdoor person. Uh, I mm-hmm. like to do outdoor things, you know, um, you know, where the hikes, um, trails or go to the beach and whatnot. And um, so the lifestyle wasn't really too, too difficult to transition, you know, um, I kind of adjusted pretty quickly. Um, mm-hmm. When I first moved out here, I didn't, I wasn't in Los Angeles. I was in the Inland Empire, what they call it out here. It's kind of like a little bit like the RGV, um, but I was with Agua Caliente in Ontario. But then uh, I did have to move to Los Angeles once I got promoted. But it's been an easy, pretty uh, transition. So like, I, I enjoy the, the city like I, life out here. Yeah, sure. Uh, now, what made you interested in working in sports administration and having the opportunities you have had with the Vipers and the Clippers? Yeah, so I've been, ever since I was little, I've been just passionate about 
sports, especially basketball, is my main, um, you know, love. But uh, I, I enjoy, like, I played, you know, football, baseball, you know, all these, you know, I ran track and cross country when I did all these sports events. Um, but I feel like I've always wanted to be involved in sports as a job, whether, mm -hmm. you know, at first I wanted to be a coach and then, you know, maybe like a, a, a sports agent and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But when I did start working with the men's basketball team at, at RGV, um, I kind of just got put in the role of like team operations, kind of just like equipment, you know, uh, logistics, administration duties. And I just went, yeah. I just rolled with it. You know, I just, I just went with it. And, you know, that's where I'm at right now with the, that particular job. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, next, when you got the opportunity to work with the Arger and the Clippers, mm -hmm. was that your first choice of wanting to moving to move to California and work with them, or did it come down to accordance of what you wanted working in sports? Right, right. So I kind of really didn't have a choice. I'm not sure if you know the Valley, Rio Grande Valley Vipers were going to bring me back or not. You know, I, I did a one season for them and I, mm -hmm. it was unpaid. You know, I wasn't getting paid. I, I was doing it for free. So it was kind of my only option. And, you know, I was hoping, I was really rooting for that and hoping that I'd get the position in, uh, in uh, Ontario, California. And I yeah. did, for, but, you know, it was with some help, with some, uh, some networking with um, Jay Stedman that's with the, men's college basketball team and with mm -hmm. our one of our former trainers um joe resendez that used to be with the Rio Grande valley vipers back then as well so they kind of connected me and uh you know i did well in the interview and you know i i, I needed i needed a job you know and a paying one so i i, I just went when i took it you know i was yeah having those opportunities makes things a lot better when it comes to higher up um right opportunities and so yeah. after working with with Aji Caliente for a year yeah. a month later you got the opportunity to become now the team operations coordinator for the Clippers mm -hmm. talk more on what you do with them and uh, talk about what went through your mind uh, getting moved up to the NBA right so you know the main goal obviously for everyone is try to make it to the NBA if you're like working in the G League, you know, and obviously um, if you're in college, you always, if you want to work in the NBA, just, just try to get in, right? Once you're, I feel like mm -hmm. once you're in, you're in, it's kind of hard to get out, you know, and if you do get out, it's kind of hard, it's really hard to get back in, so, mm. um, yeah. but my time with Algo Caliente, during the off season and in spare time, we'd go help the main team out, you know, a couple me and a couple of other guys, one of the athletic trainers and strength trainers with Agua, we'd help the main team. We'd drive a couple of hours to, you know, show that, you know, we're dedicated and, mm, you know, yeah. just good, good workers and whatnot. And, you know, we helped them a lot, a lot. And that, you know, I think that kind of made like a, um, a pathway like okay these guys are pretty good at their job you know they care you know there's the type fit for the culture that's ran here in uh la so uh 
you know, I, I feel like that that was a good um, a main part, you know, that that we did to to um, you know get moved up with the team. But I know as far as me, I do team operations with for mm-hmm. the team, but we do have a team operations group. You know, we have a director of team operations, a manager of team operations, and there's me, team oper- team operations coordinator. Mm-hmm. So I'm like the third guy and I have, there's a main guy and then an assistant. So uh, my supervisor is Max Reza. And then we have Kyle Rohde as assistant. And then I fall in team and then as fall in third spot as my mm-hmm. title as team operations coordinator. Um, but we do a lot of like the equipment. Uh, we do travel. We do some administration duties. We pretty much do a lot of logistics things, you know, make sure everything's running smooth. Um, you know make sure we take care of our players and staff you know it's kind of like a world-class organization you just make sure you know everybody's keep everybody happy you know yeah for sure um now let's talk about COVID-19 yeah um in the early stages what kind of conversations did you have with others and what were you feeling through this time of hardship with sports taking a pause yeah, um, it was kind of difficult at first. Um, you know, we weren't allowed to be in the facility. Um, we were just at home, you know, you couldn't you couldn't get out. You just maybe just go to the grocery store. You couldn't visit like even your coworkers, you know, it was, mm, it was yeah. for me, it was a little tough for, for me, but for a couple of days, it wasn't like a, a drag or a whole thing. Um, but uh, we would just, you know, keep in touch with, with, with our coworkers via text, you know, phone mm-hmm. calls, emails, and work on things that we could do via online, you know, that way when we do return, we're ready to go. Um, yeah, for sure. But it, it was it was a little difficult at first. And, you know, obviously when we had kind of like a green light to go in, it mm-hmm. was such a relief, you know, even just stepping in the building was just a weight off your shoulders like oh finally even though there's no one in the building but you or or, you know or a couple other people it was just a relief like oh man this is it's like a sanctuary here it's just it's great you know so yeah that's awesome with with it being a year later now how has everything been working with the Clippers and the NBA still through this pandemic right yeah, so there's been a lot of like more rules and protocols, you know. Um, obviously, when we got back into the gym pre-bubble, you know, um, we had different only certain people can go in. You know, we have to wear masks all the time, wash your hands, etc. Um, and then obviously got ready for the bubble, got back for the bubble. The off season was was I want to say this this pre-COVID season was a um, an interesting one. It was. It was more a little relaxed. I guess it's more of a relaxed uh, off season, just because mm-hmm. we did not know what was going to happen when the new season was going to start. You know, everything was just. I uh, know everything just being thrown to you at what time. There's no. There weren't certain dates set and whatnot. But mm-hmm. uh, you just really have to just go with it. You know. Um, mm-hmm. So we got that. And once we got back in the facility you're 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 like in certain um, groups you know group one group two group three and um you got to test every day and 
you got to wear your mask and, you know, just follow mm-hmm. the, the NBA protocols and rules. And, you know, that's just, just the way it is for this season, you know, and obviously at game days, um, it's kind of like the same thing at Staples, no fans, mm-hmm. but you do gotta, like, just make sure you're following all the, the protocols and rules. Yeah, for sure. One question I really wanted to ask you, and this is probably the last question before any final comments. How have you coped with the emotions of working around superstars like Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and others in the NBA, or does it come natural to you now? Um, You know, I've gotten this question asked a lot, um, especially when I first started, but to be honest with you, it it never really fazed me. you know, they're just any, like, just any uh, normal human being, you know. Um, mm-hmm. You can't treat them like extra special or, you know, superstar because sometimes, for the most part, they don't like that, you know. They, they, yeah. They like me and you, and, and if you just treat them the same way, you know, they're really good dudes. And, um, you know, they're always, they always say hi and bye, how, we, mm-hmm. how you doing, things or not. They, you know, they treat everybody well. So I, I, I kind of, I don't get too, like, you know, and over like, you know, uh, caught up or in the moment, you know, it's just, mm-hmm. I just, it doesn't, it didn't phase me or, you know, I just, it was just natural to me, I guess. Mm-hmm. Now, any final comments for us for this episode of the podcast? No, no, no. If you have any more questions, feel free. I got a couple, I got more time, so. Well, that's all I have. Uh, for you I wanted to say again I really appreciate this time and this opportunity to speak with you yeah no problem yeah I hope everything keeps going well for you you know and is everything anything you need just just let me know yeah for sure I'll reach out thank you very much for your time yeah thanks case see you thank you for listening to episode two of Casey Vanette's in sports talk podcast And always, you can listen to me on Anchor, Pocket Cast, and Spotify. And support me at anchor.fm forward slash Casey-Van-E-T-T-E-N with the number two. Until next time, this is Casey Van Etten signing off.